0: Mindset and life coach for mums, and the host of the Not Perfect But Thriving podcast. I believe that life isn't perfect, we're not perfect, but we still can and deserve to be thriving. We cover different motherhood topics related to releasing things that are holding us back and rediscovering ourselves so that we can live life feeling confident, fulfilled, and truly alive. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. A bit like last week this is another topic that I've picked because it's one where I've done a bit of work on it and it's made a big difference to me personally just in how I live life and how I work with clients so I wanted to talk about it and today's topic is all about feeling our feelings and moving through them but I did want to add a couple of disclaimers just before I get started. The first one being that I'm not a therapist or psychologist and it's really important to me that you know that. So what I'm going to share today is much more about my personal journey, things that have helped me. It's more about those day-to-day feelings that we have, so just things that crop up in daily life. It's definitely not intended to be taken as advice in relation to dealing with trauma, significant life events or if you were struggling with your mental health. So that was important to me to say first of all and secondly I wanted to just add that whilst these are things that have really helped me and that's why i'm sharing them also this is a massive work in progress for me it's something i have to keep reminding myself um, keep going back to and that's i think that's something that we actually need to normalize I really wouldn't want any content really that I put out, whether it's the blog, the podcast, my Instagram, I wouldn't want it to be taken as though I've figured it out, I have the magic solution, you just need to do this and then you know I really don't agree with those kind of approaches and also we're all so different that you know you might find some of the pointers really helpful, you might implement them and find it valuable or it might really not resonate with you at all and that's that's totally fine. So that was just another thing it's a work in progress for me I don't want you to think I've you know ma- magically fixed this area or I've <laughs> kind of come up with a magic solution so that being said I'm somebody I'd say I've always felt things quite deeply but I've never really until very recently and like I say it's still a work in progress so I still sometimes struggle with this but I've never really let myself feel I've never been one to kind of publicly want to show my feelings So I don't know if any of this sounds familiar but you're upset and you feel that kind of painful lump in your throat, you swallow hard trying to swallow it away, dab at your eyes because you don't want to let the tears spill over, you don't really want anyone to see, you feel embarrassed, you clear your throat, you try and rationalise, maybe if there's someone with you you might even laugh, try and laugh it off, you might apologise for being silly even or just tell yourself not to be so sensitive or maybe if you feel angry, you can feel that anger, that frustration, irritation, or even rage bubbling up in you. So you just take a breath and tell yourself to let it go and get on with your day so you squash it. And then what next? So sometimes the we, we all respond in different ways. Some of us, we think that the solution then is to try and kind of jump into action to try and fix things. With grief, for example, I know it's very common that a lot of us will start jumping into organising things, making appointments, going through paperwork, organising things within the home, just anything that needs to be done. With anxiety it might be that we try and think our way through things, ruminating with the thoughts just going round and round like a tape that's gotten stuck about all the what-ifs, the worst case scenarios, different options. Sometimes we start distracting ourselves and numbing, for some of us that might be with food or with alcohol, with TV, scrolling on our phone. And I think that we do this because a lot of us have grown up feeling like feelings are a bit of a problem, really. We have like connotations that certain feelings are bad. Anger isn't very ladylike. Jealousy isn't very benevolent. Sadness is a bit weak. In society, doing things is very celebrated you know, fixing, managing, just generally being resilient is very celebrated. And the, the message that we get often is that well someone's got it worse than us so you know we need to just suck it up because someone's got it worse than us or that there's no point in wallowing we need to think about solutions we need to take responsibility and of course there's always a time when taking action is important to move forwards or when we do need to logically think things through to search for a solution and also there'll just be times when we can't afford to feel because it's an emergency and we need to focus on just making everyone safe and getting through that time first of all think that as a parent it actually can be very difficult because we still have our little people to care for and keep safe and so when something happens we don't always allow ourselves to feel immediately and then sometimes we just never get to it and also I do want to add that I realise it is of course a massive privilege to even be able to think about this topic because If you're in a survival mode, perhaps because of a war or extreme poverty or whatever that situation is, then of course you're not going to have potentially the space and capacity to feel your feelings, and that's that's going to be almost so far off the radar that you you can't even you can't even you know you probably have not even got awareness of it in that moment potentially. But really, what I'm trying to say is that I don't believe that toxic positivity and just suppressing feelings is the way forward but of course it is sometimes very uncomfortable. I mean, I think most of us would just prefer to be happy and content over feeling sad or angry. Sometimes it's just easier and more comfortable, at least in the moment, to try and distract ourselves. But why I think it's really important, I believe it to be true that our feelings have really important messages for us. That's not something I've made up, that's you know, probably something you've heard a lot or it's, it's perhaps also common sense but still sometimes we don't listen and I think that if we don't listen feelings do tend to manifest themselves in one way or another, they might not leave our body in that moment but they will then seep out in our behaviour and our actions or inactions so perhaps you've had it before where you've maybe snapped or lashed out at someone who had nothing at all to do with the original thing that's happened that's left you feeling a certain way but you know suddenly it's all come out in the wrong circumstance or in terms of inactions perhaps you, you go into a freeze mode because you're feeling too scared to do something and sometimes also they can manifest in physical symptoms and then something that I'm not sure is talked about quite enough but we go through life building patterns and habits and routines to get through life, to make day-to-day life easier. It's just something that we do as humans and sometimes we build patterns as coping mechanisms such as people pleasing, comfort eating, you know, there's a number of things that we might do but really they're things that we've developed to help us get through something that is either difficult or uncomfortable and it might be that when we started doing it, that was the only way that we knew how to deal with that thing and then it became a long-standing pattern or a habit. If we want to work on those habits because they're not, cha- you know, they're not helping us anymore, they're not serving us anymore, if we then want to work on those patterns or habits, then we really need to be able to understand what activates the pattern, how it comes about, how it plays out, and at what point the sequence of events starts so that we can actually learn to interrupt it and put in place a habit that we find more helpful but very often that habit actually starts with a feeling so we have a feeling and that then starts to put the sequence of events you know it activates that sequence of events and most of the time we're not necessarily consciously aware of the feeling so let's say with people pleasing for example maybe you're having a conversation and Slowly over time, it takes a bit of a turn. It becomes a little bit more confrontational, and suddenly, you'll find yourself adopting an appeasing stance, and you might start saying things that you don't actually fully believe because you're you're really just trying to keep the peace. You want to feel safe, and you might notice what's happened afterwards, but you're probably not completely conscious of it as you're doing it. You know, you're probably not thinking to yourself, "Ah, hmm, I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling, you know, I'm starting to feel like I might not be accepted for." What I really think. So, I'm going to slowly start backtracking and return to safer ground or whatever it is that's played out. You're probably not having thoughts like that, it's just something that happens. You find yourself doing it. You might notice as you're doing it, or you might notice shortly afterwards. Sometimes we're left feeling quite confused because we're not really quite sure what happened, a bit like when you drive somewhere and you've arrived and you didn't really, you know, you weren't aware of the journey because it's one you do so often that you did it almost on autopilot. But therefore, the more that we can be aware of our feelings and how they activate these habits or patterns, the more we're actually then able to work with them and change them. And then a final thing in terms of why it's important, I think that the more that we can normalize having feelings, the full range of feelings as well, not just feelings that you know, are kind of people think are universally acceptable, like feeling sad if you know, something you know a loved one passes away or things like that you want you know normalizing the full range of feelings that we might have even those that perhaps are a bit a bit more uncomfortable to talk about the more we can normalize that i think and feel safe to share with certain people how we feel the more we can then also get support when we become overwhelmed during you know perhaps difficult life events or if we're struggling with our mental health there's then less of a barrier to reaching out to people And that's a really beautiful thing, but it can also be an important life-saving thing, actually. And I think that as a parent doing this work really helps me in my parenting, because it becomes so much easier to support my little boy with his feelings when I'm doing that work for myself. So the things then that I've found helpful have been taking space to connect with myself, getting more familiar with feelings in general, validating my feelings, sitting with my feelings, and then moving through or processing them. So just to go a little bit more into detail of what I mean when I say those things, taking space to connect with myself, I talk about that quite a lot just generally because it's been so important for me. But when we're running from one thing to the next, just focusing on functioning and getting on with daily life, I find that we might get surprised by feelings, you know, like we might suddenly snap or we might burst into tears when we didn't really realize we were feeling emotional, but we really aren't giving ourselves opportunities to really tune into ourselves You know, making a habit of that. And I think that when we do have that habit of taking, you know, it doesn't have to be long, it might just be a mindful shower or it might be a a 10 minute yoga sequence or it might be a, a moment of journaling or whatever it is that helps you connect with yourself. It doesn't mean that every single time something will come up, but in doing in connecting with ourselves in that way I think we give ourselves opportunities then to tap into anything that might be there and just on you know regularly ask ourselves how am I actually doing how am I feeling you know what am I craving what do I need what what would I find helpful or what's coming up for me getting more familiar with feelings in general we think quite narrowly about feelings often I think we sort of you know there's the obvious ones that pop into my mind like happiness sadness anger surprise maybe but when you look at feelings in more detail like if you were to google the feelings wheel you'll see straight away that there are actually many many more feelings under the different categories and it's not really about you know putting feelings in a box or you know but it can be very validating even just to to I suppose see that full range of feelings and perhaps find words for how we are feeling because when we're not used to it when we are not used to talking about our feelings when we're not used to really acknowledging them when we're used to just trying to fix them and push them away then it can be difficult to even know how we're feeling or what's coming up for us so i found that very helpful and just in terms of validating i used to really berate myself for feeling so you know i tell myself i was being too sensitive too dramatic i should be more i don't know resilient or more yeah i should i just shouldn't be struggling so much with this that and the other and i can still find myself stepping into this from time to time but i find now it's it's helpful for me to have a more neutral stance so just you know I'm feeling this way and that's not good and bad it just is that way and I'm allowed to feel that way and even just that acceptance that validation can go a long way I think to then later being able to move through or process the feeling I don't know if you've had an experience before where you might have said to somebody something about how you're feeling or and then they've said something along the lines of oh well at least xyz or at least or well well but there's so much to be grateful for you know and that doesn't feel good (laughs) so giving myself that validation and just accepting that I'm feeling that way and it's not wrong to feel that way can be really helpful sitting with the feeling is something I kept seeing again and again to be recommended but I used to kind of struggle to really be able to understand what that meant you know am I supposed to? how long am I supposed to sit there what does it mean to sit in the feeling am I supposed to just you know I don't know it seemed like a strange thing to do but now I like to if I can if I can I like to just think about where in my body I can feel the feeling is the fear sitting in my chest is it Sadness that's kind of lodged in my throat. Is it maybe a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach? Is it tension in my shoulders? And then, you know, if you're a visual person, you might even be able to think of it like almost as an object. You might see it as a brick in your tummy or a cage around your chest, or it might have a color, a texture. And then, the key, really, I what what I think sitting with the feeling means is to stop for a moment to try and fix it, to stop. You know, to stop telling ourselves we shouldn't feel that way, to stop trying to get, to stop trying to stop feeling the, the feeling, <laughs> and actually just accepting it for what it is and sitting with it for a bit. And especially in the beginning, that you know there might be resistance. It's it is a bit uncomfortable. I I found, but I like to remind myself that it's it's safe to to feel and it will pass. And actually, sitting with it. Can help me also identify if there's anything you know that the feeling is perhaps trying to tell me. You know, is it trying to warn me about something? Is there anything it wants me to do? Is there what's you know, where's where is it stemming from? What's it bringing up? And then moving through or processing it. I think there's so many ways to do that. I love journaling because that also allows me to think a bit more about any messages the feeling might be trying to give me. Um, but. Other ways, movement is amazing, like dance or um, maybe shaking. Um, m- yeah, music, singing, yoga, breath work, just having a good cry, chatting with a friend or family member, creating art. I particularly, I know I've talked, I talk about this all the time, but I really love EFT and tapping. And then finally, of course, sometimes we do need help from a professional or perhaps a therapist. And what I found really interesting as I've been learning. myself more what works for me in terms of feeling my feelings, moving through them, I've been finding that my feelings are a lot more fleeting for me than they used to be, and I think there can actually be this misconception that if we wallow too much in our feelings then we might get stuck, we might never get back out, but for me it's kind of been the opposite, so something will happen, a feeling will crop up, but now that I have these different tools, this a different way of looking at it, a more neutral way, validating myself more, I find that I actually hold on to the feelings less so rather than it being something that I keep trying to push away but then it keeps cropping back up, actually I'm able to process it a little bit more and it, I don't want to say resolve because that goes back to that sort of like, oh I found the magic thing and that fixes things, Um <laughs> but yeah it, it does resolve it more so or um, I, I suppose I can be more at peace with it than, than I used to be so I might hold on to it less, hold less grudges, question less, I might make these kind of small moments that happen, I make them mean less about me or mean less about my relationships or it then allows me to take the important actions that might need to be taken like having important conversations or setting better boundaries or what I was talking about earlier, interrupt unhelpful patterns such as if I, you know, Gotten into a habit of perhaps numbing through scrolling on my phone or comfort eating or whatever that is. So I really hope that you've also found this helpful. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you are looking for more, these are the kind of things I also share about in my emails. They tend to be quite personal with reflections, but also prompts that you can ask yourself or practices you can try. So if you'd like to sign up, you can go to www.helenbryer.com forward slash email sign up. And I'll also make sure that I drop the link in the show notes. so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would be amazing if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to help others find it and make sure that you don't miss any of the new episodes being added each week. Hope to see you back for the next one.